0: Lost in the Long Box is sponsored by Gateway Comics and Toys. Gateway is located at 2368 Plank Road in Fredericksburg, Virginia. Our website is gatewaycomicsandtoys.com, where you can find more information about our store, including hours, new releases, and specials for the week. Our social media is under Gateway Comics and Toys as well, so you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram.
1: good evening everyone and welcome to Lost in the Long Box for Wednesday, July 29th. Uh, just want to remind everyone, not only is this a live podcast, but we also do this as a streaming video on our Facebook channel. Um, you're going to want to watch that this week. If you're just listening tonight, go back and watch the video because there's going to be a lot of visual aids on this episode. Uh, so, I am your host, Randall. Let's go down the line. I've got uh, my co-host, Olivia. Say hello. Hello. Enos. Hello. Thomas. Hello, and Madman on the board, chime in. Hello. All right, everybody. How was everyone's last week slash weekend?
2: Pretty
3: good. It was pretty good. I went. went. Mine was. I had a great. I had a really good day today because I before uh, before I do this, I have dinner with my family. My seven year old nephew asked me if I if I knew who Green Lantern was, mm-hmm. to which I said yes. And then he asked me if I knew about the other the other lantern colors. Nice. To which I said yes. And he said that, he, that his favorite was the, was the Black Lanterns because he wanted to have zombies following him around and listening to him. Wow. Like he
1: knows about the Black Lanterns. Yeah. Oh, my God, this is great. The, the great thing about this is, is apparently you're not the one who's training him, so somebody else gets all the kudos there. Probably your brother. Well, yeah, I don't know.
3: My, my brother is not a big comic book guy, so I don't know. So I'm thinking maybe he found this out on his own. Somebody but else that's has fantastic infected him. Because Way to go. He's infected but but the point is not it, it doesn't really matter who infected him it's that he's infected, <laughs> right. right?
2: He's really infected when he goes
1: swamp thing. Swamp thing. That's right. right. <laughs> All right, let's get into the news items. Who wants to go first? Let's see who's got a good one. Enos is pretty good. Um, Tommy, let's start with yours. All right. So mine is uh, DC Comics has announced
3: their next event after the uh, the Dark Knight's Death Metal is going on. It will be called Endless Winter. <laughs> Uh, so far, what we know about Endless Winter is that its name is Endless Winter, and it's going to be a lot of ice, and it's going to take place this winter in December. Um, it was announced at Comic-Con at home recently, so there's speculation that we're going to get some more information next month when they do DC's fandom So, you know, more to come on that, but that's going to be uh, the, next, the next event for DC Comics.
1: Sounds almost kind of like the... Um... What was the one where the sun got blotted out? The final night. Thank you. Yes. I kept wanting to say darkest night, but I knew that wasn't it. Darkest night's a Batman thing, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Mm-hmm. You're thinking about the blackest night green Green lantern. Yeah. Yeah. Man? But but when (laughs) uh, Tommy was saying something about the whole, uh, the endless winter, I started thinking of the uh, Bill Murray bit out of Groundhog Day. (laughs) You want a prediction? It's going to be cold. It's going to be hard. It's going to last you the rest of your life. (laughs) All right. So... um, And I know Olivia's chomping at the bit for this one. So go ahead.
0: Yeah, so um, I'm a big fan of anything Neil Gaiman. Um, He has released a couple comics in the past. American Gods and Sandman are the big ones. But he is working on a new one. Um, It used to be a show. But they're going to release his North Mythology series. Originally it was scheduled for May 2020. But they're pushing it to October 2020 because of COVID. But the most interesting aspect of it is that it's going to feature Thor, Loki, and Odin. Just not the Thor, Loki, and Odin as we know them currently. So, super interesting take on it, I'm sure. And awesome. that's coming out by Dark Horse.
1: Uh, and I just realized... Did you guys hear her okay? Speak up. Okay. Uh, okay, so I don't know... Because I didn't, I was barely hearing her in my headset, and I didn't know if it was her or my headset. Project. Project. <clears throat> Project. Okay. All right. Um, and then, let's see... Enos. Yes. As um, if you
2: are... Um, a member or have are part of the Batman yesterday, today, and tomorrow page, which is part of the Lost and Lone Boss family here on Facebook. I posted the trailer for Batman: A Deaf in the Family. This is going to be a um an expanded short, like uh, Superman and Shazam: The Return of Black Adam was. But also like with this one, all the previous shorts that have been released with the other director DVD um from features, such as the Adam Strange one that I told you about last week, The Phantom Stranger, and Death. They're all going to be on the, the um Death and the Phantom is going to be a standalone film, but you'll have another uh, disc of nothing but those shorts. Now, here's the good thing about the Batman: The Death and the Family One. It's completely interactive, which means fans, you get decide what happens to Jason Todd, just like we had to back in 1988. So basically, it's back to 1900, kill Robin, but there's no 1900 number.
4: So it's cheaper.
2: It's cheaper, yes. Yeah. So so <laughs> so you buy it one time, but one time costs, Then you as many times as you want, and uh, it's going to be a prequel to Batman Under the Red Hood. And, oh and the same, and here's what's what I'm loving about this. The same art team, the same voice actors are all back. Bruce Greenwood returns as Batman. Um, I can't think of his name as uh, Robin. I, I don't know if I didn't see uh, double check, but I didn't see anything about Jensen Ackles being involved in this. I think this is going to be He was Red Hood, right? Yeah, he was Red Hood. So this is going to focus more on Jason, and we're going to see what we didn't get in Hush that was in the book but not in the animated feature in regards to Jason, the whole nine yards. Now, um, also in, in um, new release DVD news, Tommy's going to love this. The Legion of Superheroes is now on DVD. Back a few years ago, there was a block on Kids WB that was the Legion of Superheroes followed by the final season of The Batman. This was a very unique series where it wasn't Superboy, it was actually Superman at the beginning, and the second and final season had a more mature Superman teaming up with a Superman from another Earth, going up against Imperio-X, I believe his name, his name is. imperio I I can't remember what his name was. And yes, Tommy, Matter Eater Lad is in this.
3: Well, you can't have the Legion without
2: it. <laughs> oh, you can. <laughs> <laughs> no. But never, nevertheless, it is being released from Warner Archive. It was released July 15th. I do not know if it's in stores. I'll have more on that next week, but I'll be definitely getting my copy next week.
1: So, you know, I never watched that Legion Superheroes you TV out. show. But now I'm going to have to, knowing what you, what you said about the last part with... Uh... The Superman and teaming up with another Superman on it.
2: And for the life of me, I do not know why there wasn't a third season because the second season <laughs> was actually much, much better than the first because they had Superman looking like more like Super Bowl. He even had that little sprout of hand at the top of his head, like
1: Dennis the Menace. I'm like, where did he never had well, that? Uh, you said it was on Cartoon Network? no kids wb okay well i have to say cuz if it was K- cartoon network i can tell you easily why it didn't go 3 seasons because they don't ever really commit long term exactly. to a cartoon series and um, but
2: but the second now also if you're not if you if you're not interested in getting the whole series there is a second seri- second season dvd standalone release as well so if you not wasn't really feeling the first but dug the second it's there for you also. I'm like this. I'm going to get the whole nine. Well, that's... I mean, that's how they do TV
1: shows anyway. Yeah. The shoes, they sell the seasons in different sets. Right. Then. So... Uh, and you know, the whole thing about the interactive death in the family, I thought you were going to say it came with the crowbar and you could, you know, oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I, I was all look, set to buy that. And look, and here's what <laughs> makes it
2: so bad. I was actually trying to look for that too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm trying to skip again. Well, you got everything else. But oh, need needs the crowbar. And yes, and even they're bringing back John DiMaggio as the Joker. Have a
1: commemorative who, crowbar. Who was, game. The yeah. deluxe set will have
2: a
5: crowbar. It have the crowbar. Set, right.
1: Oh yeah. And also, did you want really hit the comic thing? Uh, uh, Actually, yes, because let me tie on to yours. Okay. So go ahead. Um, so in my news, uh, I, I have uh, my boy Tom King done effed up. Yeah, he did. Um, I saw that there. That. So first he apparently tweeted that um, for the uh, Warshaw uh, Limited Series, he's doing Jay Lee's doing an alternate cover, and he raised some concerns to DC because he believed that Jay Lee had done some comics for Skate. Um, which is obviously uh, a hate group uh, publications. I don't know anything about it. I just know what it's not favorable. But then he realized that. Oops, no, he didn't. Mm. So he had to then turn around and retract what he said. And, and here's what it's funny is because King tweeted um, two days afterwards that. Um, I spoke with Jay, he's not on Twitter, doesn't know comics get existed, and doesn't uh, support hate of any kind. Then he says, we're all good, best possible outcome. But then Jay Lee said, so no, we're not all good. <laughs> mm-hmm, yeah. Um, because it also caused you know had an impact upon Jay and his family and almost caused him his job. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, Tom, I love you, but uh, you done effed up. Yeah. And tying into that, last week, ladies and
2: gentlemen, I spoke about... Uh, the news that came through one of one of the uh, up-and-coming publishers is experiencing an exodus of creators from them. That's Dynamite Entertainment due to the Gate thing. Now, um, I said last week I was going to come back with a little bit more information on it, and it's this is something that it all depends on, depends upon how you see it. But it says, Comicsgate is a campaign in opposition to perceived... Forced diversity and progressive progressivism in North American superhero comics, comic books, including the creators hired, the characters depicted, and the stories told, which proponents argue has led to a decline in quality and sales. Personally, I think that's garbage because we need there's a point. Everything that I, I believe that everything has to be handled in a certain way. There's a time and a place for everything, but you cannot stop people from wanting to put out material that is reflective of themselves. That's like so 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 if so what you're telling me is you're gonna be a there's gonna be a back, um, I gotta um worry about a backlash against me if Night Specter gets published right. Well, I'm here to let you know. Get
1: ready for a fight. Right, right. Because I'm ready for you. And 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 honestly, I don't think the diversity comics was ever the problem. Right. The problem is that you were taking established characters and replacing them exactly instead and, of creating a, an interesting character.
2: Exactly, and and that's and that's that was the next point that I was going to make. And I said uh, because a lot of their argument. Has come from the fact of simply just that, and I believe this all started from during the new fifty two when and when they made the announcement that they were going to make Alan Scott gay and come gonna bring that up and come to find out this wasn't the Alan Scott, the elder statesman of DC comics that we were familiar with this was going to be a completely different character in a different um in a different multiverse that's the word I was looking for mm-hmm. earlier multiverse who is completely different all they have is the same name and he becomes a Green Lantern right. but if you could have seen the turmoil and the Arguments that we went back and forth in social media about this, and this, and I can take it back further when they cast Michael B. Jordan as Johnny Storm in the Fantastic Four movie. Well, that movie was just rank. I mean, yeah, yeah I mean, I mean, but, but 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 then again, thank. This is a cruel thing to say, but thank God that movie tanked. It smelled because can you imagine? Yeah, and and a lot of fun, and, and and here's my thing, and this is my spiel on. I'm gonna stay out of the state. This. As a fan and as a creator, I'm refer- the Night Spectre is going to be a character that's reflective of me because the main characters are composite characters of me as a person. I'm not trying to make Batman black. I'm not trying to um, make all these other um, established characters um, look like me because that goes against what I love about comics. However, I will not. Be silent if you attack me. So, like I said, you come at me, be ready for a fight. I'm done.
1: Well noted. Um, so does that mean if I come at you with a wiffle ball bat Yes. Yeah, see, song? there you go. Okay. There you All go. All right. So, other piece of news I have, and this one I was really excited about. I had to go watch it. So, I guess over the weekend, there was some type of uh, JusticeLeague.com yeah. uh, or something like that. And Zack Snyder premiered um, a little piece of footage of Superman in the black suit. Right. From the new Justice League movie that's coming out on HBO Max. Right. Looks really good. Uh, and it is that famous scene that we saw in the original trailer where you saw Alfred talking to somebody off mm-hmm. camera saying, he said you would come. Right. And it's the scene that just before that, because you see him working on the car and Superman walking up through the cave and he goes, I assume you're Alfred and he's wearing the back Superman suit. suit. Yeah. So I am, I am so waiting. Although the problem is, uh, and I was just talking to my wife about this the other day, apparently HBO Max is having some issues with subscribers. And I'm like, just make it to next year. That's all I need. Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay, let's get to the show and tell. Boy, do we have some goodies. We're going to, uh, got some great show and tells here. Um, Enos brought in, all right, Scott, you ready for the camera? You can call me Madman. Madman, you ready for the camera? Yeah. All right, because all I see is Tommy's face. So I don't know if I have you centered or not. Um, Enos brought in Superman Annual Number 11. This is the classic for the man who has everything story. This is a great bit as well. In fact, they did this twice in an animated series, right? Uh, I know Justice they did it in League, Justice League, and I think they did it in a Superman, right? Yeah. So, this was a great story, too. It, it is absolutely great. It's one of those stories, too, that as you're reading it, you're thinking, you know, I, I think you should really leave the Black Mercy on him. Don't take it off. Yeah. He's happy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then, of course, it gets off and it gets on Batman. And you're like, oh, this is not going to be good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Alright, so Madman, you let me know if these are showing up, okay? All right. Yeah, just uh, square them off on the table, make sure, make sure they're square. Well, again,
4: I can't tell. Is the problem? So, and right. like down towards the bottom of it, or the All
2: right. I side. loved it in the episode on Justice League Unlimited when the Wonder Woman dropped the Black Mercy on Mongo, and they asked, "What do you? Uh, what do you think he's dreaming about?" And uh, Batman
1: goes, "Whatever it is, it's too." bad. Good for it. Yeah. All right. So there is your comic back. Madman has brought in Challengers of the Unknown number My 76. Man. What? Well, we were, we were talking about it yesterday, the last week. So. Yeah, he
2: and I, we were talking about Challengers of the Unknown last week. So Yep.
1: And this is a great cover, too. I love I love how she's saying, if you hurt him, you'll have to kill me first. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, well, I love, then. I love their silly weapons. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, I love the silly uh, creature with the weird... Um, cosmic entity draining mouth yeah. looks like one of the <laughs> looks like one of the many creatures in the uh, the 60's and the 50's Superboy like the Thought yeah. Beast remember the Thought Beast mm. although I really did like the Thought Beast you remember the Thought Beast <laughs> had the big dome on its head and it would show you what he was thinking in it
0: no we'll google it for you yeah, yeah, gonna, gonna, we'll have it's going to bring gonna bug me otherwise right oh
1: that's not good and then I brought in and mine is actually um, in with today's scheme Fantastic Four number 89 oh. And the whole reason I brought this in, other than the fact that I'm showing off my Fantastic Fours, um, is this in a nice Mylite 2, um, which is a two millimeter thick plastic bag, uh, and also a full back backing board on it for protection. Uh, what's not good? Okay. Keep going. All right. So, we have that one. And here's the part where I watch Tommy pee himself. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm ready for this. Y'all so, ready to see the grown man cry?
1: The first one we have you here hurt? is... Captain Marvel number thirteen. And I do mean Big Red Cheese, Captain Marvel. Cry for my Tommy.
3: Yeah, it's fantastic. I've l lo- I've lost my um uh, the, the view of the comic though, unfortunately, so I can't see it. Oh really? It's it's beautiful.
5: Yeah.
1: I mean, so, you, you know me, see. I I'm a I'm a fan of the big red cheese, but not like you, and even I have to admit this is a beautiful book. But yeah, that Captain Marvel Adventures thirteen, I'm sure it is. <laughs> but I'm sure it's out of my price range. Too, the one that's even better that she brought in, Dennis Cable is Captain Marvel Junior number forty-nine. Can you, Can you put that thirteen back up for me?
3: I just I just got back. Uh, I just got back audio. I'd like to see it. Video. I'd like to see it. Yeah, that's... <laughs> <laughs>
1: I don't know if I'm comfortable with the way he said, yeah.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I think yeah, you might
1: really want to that. turn your camera off. A <laughs> yeah. moment happening yeah. over there. And then yeah. Captain, Captain Marvel, Marvel Jr. number 49. 49. Oh, that's a good one too. Yeah, yes, it is, isn't it? And now I'm echoing. And this book you brought in, this is for um, the... Um, our show into, uh, for our subject, right? Yeah. Okay. So, and then, and then Captain Marvel number forty-nine. I'm getting an echo now on my. i no, I'm working on it. You know. Okay, on Madman. And then Tommy. Uh, did we leave you anything good to show, or you just want to quit now while you're behind?
4: No, I got something
3: to show. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: was nice today. I only brought
1: two. Yeah, you should have been with me Saturday.
3: I'm showing next. Mine, mine is Wolverine number one. Oh, very nice. From his uh, from his first ongoing series. I did not have Wolverine number one the miniseries yet. That's the one that I want to get, but this is a good one too.
1: Oh, the mini series was great. I remember um, I don't have mine anymore and a friend of mine last year bought them at a con and I'm thinking, Oh my god, those things got expensive. Mm. <laughs> yeah, they did.
3: <laughs> that's that's part of the reason why I haven't got the that the mini series yet, because you know, there's other things I want and they're they're a bit pricey.
1: Yep. All right, so our subject tonight is actually comics care, or you know, bag and board that sucker. Bag and board them suckers. Comics comics care and feeding. So the first thing we're going to talk about is uh, let's start with the basics and then we're going to get further uh, as we go along and get a little more complicated. First off, how to hold and read your comic. Now, I brought in, for example, here the uh, Marvel Comics, uh, previously Marvel Comics issue that I put down here. But for a newer issue, it's not really that important. Uh, you really just kind of hold it and read it like this, you know, flat open. I, I, and I will freely admit that when I read mine, I am I am guilty of doing this. Bingo. I'll, yeah. I'll read that. Um,
3: well, I, I'm definitely guilty of doing that with newer issues.
1: And, and newer issues, so I would freely admit that's how I do it. But if it's an older issue, especially like anything from the pre-'80s, uh, 1980, 1990 books, I'll still, you know, kind of do this number. Mm-hmm. But ideally, once you get a bronze or a silver, the way you should be reading this bad boy is laying it down on the table Flat and, and flipping it. Yeah. Because the number one thing that always takes out a comic book is damage to the spine. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, and yeah. If, and if favorite. you lay it down on the table and just read it this way, yeah, it might be a bit of the pain in the keister, uh, but you know you're, you're going to protect your spine. Also, too, the, and, I, and I think everybody on this uh, podcast knows, when you have a, uh, a bronze or silver age and you're reading a comic and you do it this, the way you do a new one, What's the first thing that's going to happen to you? Page is going to come out. Yep. Automatically, every time. And then you immediately go, no! (laughs) And you immediately set it down. You start cussing yourself because you didn't read it this way to begin with. All right, Olivia, what do you got there? I see you, uh...
0: My biggest pet peeve. Uh Uh-oh. And this happens all the time. You walk up with a comic book? And a lot of people flip it
2: over. Oh, oh man, I yeah. hate that!
0: Eight. Oh, no, when I, they roll it up
2: like a newspaper, oh, put in yes. their back pocket. Uh, I just want to put the foot. Just give them, hey Matt. I mean Matt Lock. Matt, <laughs> man, remember when we was a server? talk about catching a foot. Yeah, yeah, that's
1: what you want to make them do, man. Well, oh, I tell you oh. what. And for it, doing it. going right in with the role in it. And this always irks me. When I see it on TV shows, if I ever see you already do it in real life, I just I know I'm going to go off on them. But you see the character in the TV show
5: yeah.
1: reading it like this. Oh,
5: it kills, yeah. it kills yeah. me. You oh, can't,
1: can't do that. No. Right. No, no comic
3: deserves to be treated like that. No.
4: Now, Can, can I have the comic book that I brought in, if you guys are going to be manhandling comics for the next <laughs> half of the show? <laughs> well, that's
1: why I have one that doesn't yeah, matter. I had okay. one. <laughs>
0: Uh, All right. one of the, cheap the sacrificial
1: one. Yes. So, and one of the other things too. Now, this is what's funny. Um, nowadays, you find them and they're kind of coveted, but the old telltale subscription crease that you find down yeah. the middle of a lot oh, yeah. of the old '60s and '70s DCs. Today, you see that in a new comic, and you want to yeah, backhand whoever did it. Right.
3: Absolutely. I subscribed to X Men for one year, Uncanny X Men for one year when I was a teenager, and that's the whole reason I did not renew my subscription. Right, It's because of that because of the, because of the, the way the, the subscription crease. I was like, no, I'll just buy them at the comic store.
2: And that's know? why, and because, and it was because of that that they started when they started putting out the ads for description the the subscriptions. They always would put all copies mailed flat, yeah, because of that very oh, yeah. that very thing. And,
1: and here's another one too. And I know Olivia has seen this in the store. You're in there and you're buying a whole bunch of comics and it's okay when you have one or two but you get like 10 15 titles in there and you start leaving indentations on the cover of your Mm. book and then you decide no, nah, I don't want this week. And you put it back on the shelf, and I guarantee you, Olivia's like, you're buying that goddamn
0: yes, Or when people they like take them and they put them on the counter and they like no. And they're like, Oh yeah, I don't want these anymore. And then oh. they're all messed up at the bottom. It happens all the time. It yeah, happens all the time.
2: And Olivia's yeah. doing this.
0: Yeah. Yeah. If you I mean I speak my mind. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not quiet. Yeah. Well, you, how I bet you ain't.
1: And you here's the funny thing. In the cover and everything like that. No. It's, no. A, it's already aggravating when you're in a comic shop and you're carrying a whole stack of comics in one hand like this. Mm-hmm. You want to tell them, look, man, just take the time, hold them in both hands, or at least at least hold them flat. Yeah. Um, but it really sucks when you're at a convention and guys are doing it. Oh my and It's God. like, you are at a comic book show. You should know better. Uh, that that was going to be my next point.
2: <laughs> the people who are doing this know better and right.
5: still do
1: it.
0: People uh, walk around with them like this too, and that's the other thing. Because then you crease right. them. And I you and got, I'll tell you
1: what you want oh, to I do. If if you are going to the comic shop, and I'm guilty of not doing this myself yet, but I do have it. Invest in one of these cases from BCW. Look at that. You can just put your your comics in there. It'll hold, I think, like up to twenty or thirty new books. So you buy. Oh, your I need books. to get
5: one of those.
1: I need to get a I forgot to get a small. Block you can buy it. You can buy it right on BCW's
3: website. Yeah, I need to get one of those. That's a, that's that's a good thing for transporting them right there. It also. Oh, yeah.
1: It also has, and I rarely use it, it has a pocket here in the front to slide a comic in. I would not suggest a a book that you consider keeping or, or, or mint, because it is kind of tight and it, it flattens on it. Yeah. So, all right, but that's how you should read and handle your comics. Um, then we get to the obvious, bagging and aborting. Um, and guys, all bags are not created equal. Nope. There's two big companies I can think of right now, and Olivia might know some more, BCW and Ultra Pro. Yeah. Um. And here's the irony there's different sizes. Now, there's current size,
5: mm-hmm.
1: there's the regular silver, and which are now, I think, with Ultra Pro, they're the same thing, aren't they? And I think BCW, regular silver are the same packaging. Yes. Right. And then there's the Golden Age size, which the irony here is I noticed that the regular silver age are seven and one eighths by ten and a half. And the Golden Age are seven and five-eighths by ten and a half. Shouldn't the Golden Age be a little bit bigger than that?
0: And then they I also- would think because
1: so the, the Golden Age book is noticeably bigger than a... Right. point, right here.
3: Yeah, because, you know, like the Captain Marvels you have there and everything like that, they're noticeably bigger. Right, absolutely. And just, you know, from the dimensions you gave, I don't know, if just eyeballing it, if I could tell which one
1: was bigger. Right. A, and, well, here's the other key, too, wow. guys. Um, and everybody in this room can tell you this. If you're buying a regular comic book, a brand new comic, do not put it in a current bag and board. Get to regular and silver because the current fits those things so tight, you are probably yeah. going to rip it getting yeah. it into the bag and board. Absolutely. Um, now, I will tell you that, yes, a regular silver bag holds a silver comic. Fantastic. But do not put a brand new comic in a current bag. You're, you're asking for trouble. And case in point, Olivia put out Classics Illustrated that's had the same issue
0: the um plastic
1: on it this you is kind of old as well oh. here we
0: go so it's kind of old as well but that's what's going to start to happen if you put in a bag that's too small is over time that plastic's going to ripple and it'll actually damage and um warp your book a little bit as yeah. well
1: right so this also makes a classic argument um you don't have to worry so much about the hiring bags which i'll talk about in a second but if you're using just a regular bag and board, the stuff that you buy off the shelf is like $10 for a, a bag of a, you know, package of a hundred, same for the boards. Every five to seven years, you need to rebag and board them. Yes. Because the bag starts to deteriorate, starts to break down. Um, everything you make has got some type of acid or chemical in it, and that will start seeping out of the bag into um, the comet. And make no mistake, just because you have a cardboard backing on it does not mean you're not going to get chemical bleed off of it as well. Wow.
0: and then if you can you flip that over for one more and then show this for comparison oh yes older boards too they yellow a lot over time especially if you have an older book that the um, pages are not acid-free it will definitely affect it
1: Yeah, and i can tell you whenever i buy books at a con um, I don't care if every single one is bag and boarded. I rebag every one of them when I get home. I toss them out. Because, and, and no offense to you, who knows how long that dealer has had that bag, or yeah, that comic right. and that bag and board in oh, their yeah, long box. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, because, you know, it's one thing for us to say you should bag and board maybe five or seven years. Tell a comic shop to rebag and board, you know, 130,000 titles every five years. Oh, wow. <laughs> He's going to tell you yeah. where to get off.
5: Yeah.
1: <laughs> but, so... Like I said, there was BCW, there's uh, Ultra Pro. Is there somebody else out there? Those Those are are the
0: two main ones. There's a smaller independent company or so. Um, I will say BCW has always been the best quality, in my opinion. And they're pretty much solely the ones that we stock.
1: Right. I do like uh, BCW. Now, those back-and-boards, BCW and Ultra Pro, they're great for your new comics. Once you start getting into the valuable ones, and I'm air-bunnying this, Mm -hmm. air-quoting it. um, once you start getting into the high-end stuff, your 1970s, your bronze, and your silver, you really need to move up to my lights, all right? which are nothing more than just mylers. It's just the comic industry. It's my lights. Um, these are put out by E. Gerber products. Uh, I love these things because they come in three different thicknesses. You have one that's 1.42 millimeters thick, you have a 2 milliliter thick, and you have a 4 milliliter thick. And of course, obviously, the thicker the bag, the, the greater protection. And I can tell you, I, I don't have it here somewhere. But when you have one of those my lights, you can just feel the quality in the bag itself when Absolutely. you hold it. Is that like what you had with your Batmans? Yes, and my Fantastic Four. That, what did I do with it that? It is oh, right, here. right here. Here we go. So, yeah, you guys can't feel it, but there is a noticeable thickness to this bag that as soon as you take it out of the sleeve, you can feel that this is a high-quality bag. Right. Um, you don't have to change these as much, um, what is it, 10 years, I think or something? I would
0: say, yeah.
1: Um, but along with that, if you're buying the mylats from E. Gerber, you also want to get either their halfbacks or their fullbacks, which is a thicker cardboard base. I want to say cardboard, mm-hmm. uh, backing board, and they're acid-free.
0: Yes, which is very important.
1: Very, very important because not only do they absorb any acids coming out of the book, but they're not adding any to it. Right. Absolutely. And I don't know if anyone else makes those. I know E. Gerber's who I get mine. Actually, I get mine off of Amazon. But uh, the yeah. last time I tried to order half halfbacks from Amazon, they took it out of my cart they didn't have available, and they threw in a regular 100 um, comic book boards. And I think, well, crap. So now when I use them in my my life, I'm using two of them. <laughs> and so... It works. I, I'm, not, I'm not so much concerned with the quality of the backing board as I am the bag itself. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, so that's what I have on bags and boards. Um, anybody else have anything? Lydia, I know you probably have some insight. She's probably going to be the one on
2: that one. I just go and I ask for recommendations. <laughs> right. And then I just take it from there.
0: There's also something called top loaders. I
3: don't know. Oh,
1: that a to- is thing. that what a top loader yes. is?
3: You know how yeah, I've never seen one of these before. Show, show, show this off here. I,
1: I, I have heard- a couple of these and I didn't know what the hell it was. <laughs> now, I know if a top loader. You can take a regular bag and boarded comic and slide it into the Mm -hmm. top loader for extra protection. Now, this looks like it's a regular and a silver. It won't hold a golden, right?
0: No, but they do make golden. um, They make all the way up to magazine.
1: Right. I have seen some of the magazines.
0: That one will not fit. And
1: you was about to pull the... The
0: The golden.
1: The the, the classic blunder of putting the wrong bag and board in the wrong top loader. There you go. Here you go. Look at that. Oh, see. a top loader. And the great thing about this, now there's my Fantastic Four, um, 89 in its, uh, half back backing board and its two milliliter my light now in a top loader. So the beauty of this is if I should drop this, I'm not going to damage the book mm-hmm. because even with the my lights and the backing boards, if you drop that, you're immediately peeing yourself going, no, and, and, and the, the size and, right. and, and you're certainly going go, land flat, land flat. Um, whereas <laughs> with the top loader, um, i'm not saying to try it but if you drop it chances are the damage is going to be taken because you can see it puts a good quarter inch border around the book itself
3: yeah
1: um so that's what's going to take the hit and not your comic
3: yeah i need to get i think i might need to get some of those for some and if
1: if i unless i'm mistaken on this this will still fit in a long box right yes. or yes. little, yeah yeah well. yeah so they still fit in a long box so you can actually now they're a little pricey so you might not want to do your entire collection. Like for me, I think it's up 6,000 comics or so. Um, but some of your pricier comics or your your more collectible comics, um, I've actually now got a separate long box for what I consider my valuable stuff that is all my lighted, and I should probably start investing in some top loaders. See what you went and did. Sorry, <laughs> you can take <laughs> that one. Sure. Take oh, me yeah. oh, thank you.
3: She just they they me fit the in, a, in a long box. I, I assume that means they would
1: fit in a short box as well, right? Yes. Yes. Because it's the it's okay. the width, not the length. Yeah.
0: My suggestion is, if you're waiting to get your books graded, um, your good books, or if you don't want to invest in grading right away, I would definitely at least keep them in a mile, like in a. Top loader, blank right. on
3: the word. Yeah, and I, I to give me some some of those top loaders for some of my stuff. I don't have any right any right now, but those are look like
1: they're pretty good. Right, and, and like I said, anything that I buy at conventions, I'll re- rebag them in just a regular BCW. But anything that is I know part of my collection or is before 1980s in the 70s and the 60s. That bad boy goes right into my light and a half back. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's covering the angle of the bagging and the boarding. Um, Tommy, how are you going to store these puppies? Um, well, right now I'm using
3: I'm upgrading to short boxes from long boxes because my 43 year old back cannot take a handle a long box. Yeah, fair enough. So I've been upgrading. on oh, just a second here. I'll show you. get one here.
1: So the great thing about boards too or um, boxes. Just like bags and boards, not all boxes are created equal. You ain't kidding. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Here's one for.
3: Um, yeah. As you can see, this is made to look like a uh, 1980s uh, Transformer Soundwave.
4: Nice. So that's,
3: that's pretty, pretty cool. cool. Yep. This one. This one was a uh, was a, was a gift from my wife. She bought this one for me. Did you um, get that from, Did she get that from the Reverend Ed? You sure
1: did. She sure yeah. did.
3: Now he also got me a, uh, as, as a as a joke. Her way of being funny. She got me a spider. As well, so <laughs> oh. Olivia will
1: trade you for that one.
3: What the Spider Gwen one? <laughs> yeah, oh, I have
0: plenty. Yeah I'm, I sure have have plenty. <laughs> yeah, I'm in no shortage of comics. So, here's my is. thing
1: I don't like short boxes simply because I have too many comics to convert to short boxes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've got, I think, ooh, uh, 22, 22 to 25 long boxes. Okay. okay, and and just last night, I had to move some around to, to put them in, because you know what I'm talking about. You start putting in this book, and all of a sudden, this box is too tight, and oh, now yeah. this is too loose, and so you got to move things around.
5: Yeah. Oh. So, if yeah.
1: I tried that with short boxes, I'd have 40 or 50 short boxes. And I'm, well,
3: I'm going to have a ton of them by the, by the time it's all said and done, which, but, you know, like I was just saying, you know... My, my my back doesn't like picking up long full long boxes. Anymore.
1: Well, I can tell you, if you have twice as many short boxes, your back is still going to feel it.
3: <laughs> yes, but you know what? Picking up that one short box is, is a lot easier than picking up that one one long box. Right. And stuff. I'm like you. You were saying that you have yours all your good stuff in in one box. I I've done the same thing. So most most of my short boxes, once they you know, it's basically my rank and file things. You know, just. So I'm probably not going to be going through them as much, so I don't really need to move right. them around as much.
1: But one of the other things, too, and I know there's a lot of people at home that have this issue. You get your long boxes, and I can't put 20 of them across the floor in a room and, and single file. It's just not the space. So you have right. to stack,
5: mm-hmm. which
1: is not a problem generally because the boxes are, are at least tall enough that the box is taken away and not the comic. Right. The problem is when I have to file... This Batman, and it's in the third box underneath the second one. And it's not in the first row. It's in the third row, which means I now have to come over here, take these two boxes out, pull that one out, and then God help me if I have a Batman and now I have a Justice League, which I know is in the fourth box in the fourth row. So you end up having to move boxes around just to put comics away. I can tell you there's a lot of guys like me who go months without filing their books because you don't want to go through the hassle of pulling all those long boxes out. Yeah. So there is a company out there, and I had these for a while, and I didn't like them. Mm -hmm. But I also found out that I kind of used them wrong. So there's a company called Drawer Boxes. They're they're cardboard boxes, and the way they're set up is it's still the regular – it's a little bit shorter than a long box, but the box actually pulls out as a drawer. And their claim to fame is you can pull the box out and just let it go, and it hangs there. And it does. It hangs there, and Mm -hmm. you can just follow. them and you can put them in. And if you watch their ad, they're supposedly strong enough you can stand on top of them. Okay, here's where I went wrong. Uh, the boxes on the end will start to bow. Okay, oh, That's because there's two things that they recommend in the guidelines. The recommend should actually be required. Mm-hmm. One of them is our clips that go on the inside of the boxes, so each box is clipped to another box. Okay. And then the other one is they have these little like brackets rails that attached from box to box because what happens is if you don't line them up, you have to put them against the wall to to prevent that bowing. Um, So that's kind of where I went wrong. Also, they have these things that you put on the side called rails to keep the comic straight. Um, And that also adds to some stability and I didn't use them. Mm -hmm. Um, So going back, I think I would use them again now that I know always use the clips to tie the boxes together and set one of them against the wall to prevent the bowing. Because I went reviewing them, and, which is, and Tommy knows this is why I went back to law boxes. I saw about a fifty percent um, love it, hate it. Some people said, "Oh, they're right. great. Just put them against the wall to prevent the bowing." Yep. And then the other fifty percent, or fifty percent, are like, "I shouldn't have to do that." Right. Uh, you know. So, so it's kind
2: of like you're damned if you are you're damned if you
1: don't type. Right. Type. Now, along that same venue, and you may have seen these. The BCW makes the same type of thing with their drawer boxes, but it's only three high. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. So you resist a temptation of like the drawer boxes of, of building those things like I did thirty boxes, you know, four high, six across. That that's was probably what my my problem was. I got a little too a
0: little.
1: overzealous with it. Yeah,
0: um, we you have a cool a wooden display. Um, there's this company out of Tennessee, and I'm blinking on their name, but they do custom, however tall you want them, however long you want them. I'm sure you guys have seen the big right. display on the back, and they actually have slots in front that you can. Stick like notes or whatever. Or we put key issues in there, but the wooden ones are super sturdy. I love those, and it is convenient that you can just slide the drawer out. Right.
3: Yeah, and those, those have at the at the at the um, store are really nice. I like those a lot. They're really easy to open and shut, and and go through and everything.
0: Yeah, and then you just it's um it's not really a drawer so much as like kind of a a open cabinet thing. You just stick a short box in there, and it's removable and everything. They're super handy.
1: And. I noticed there's a couple of YouTube videos of a guy who made a cabinet for himself that he went out, he bought all this wood, he painted it, he drilled it, and then he made these beautiful cabinets that are on um, rails and and like a plastic front on it where he can actually just pull it out and there's sturdy, I mean, because they're wood, so it doesn't Mm -hmm. matter what he loads it down with. And then he actually made a video showing how he made the thing. So. If you have any, you know, hardware skills, you can go and make the thing yourself. I can tell you, I don't have any skills, and Absolutely and no, none I of them would not. work.
3: <laughs> <laughs> um, I was going to say, Randy, I do not have any hardware skills at all. So. Right.
1: Maybe if all four of us got together, I we could make one and have you know thirty drawers and have one actually work right. So mm. I clearly know more about
4: hardware than you. So, <laughs> so I'm not going to share my skills. with All you right. Guys.
1: So. <laughs> I have, a, I have a, a family member who's uh, a construction worker, so I might show him the videos, give him all the materials, say, here, have at it. There you um, go. And while we're talking about comic storage, I'm really amazed the one thing that's been catching on the last couple of years are file cabinets, old file cabinets.
0: It kills me. <laughs> and, like, the, the not even file cabinets, but, like, the file boxes, too, because you right. can stick, um, like, comic books like this, and then you can stick another row so that they're – it drives me crazy. Also, don't ever store your comics like this, on their side like that. Oh, that's yes. It's going to put damage on the spine. On the
4: spine, yeah. I that's not it. how they're meant to be. A just
0: lot of pet peeves it. It. when it yeah, comes to storing comics.
2: Olivia, is that place called Romany House Boxes? It
0: is not. I gotta. It's it's based out of Louisville, I think. Hmm. I'll know it as soon as I hear it. And yeah. then
1: just link it on the Facebook page. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So uh, so that's storage. I'm trying to think if there's anything else on, on storage. Um, um,
0: do not store your comic books. On the floor of your basement. (laughs) Yeah. Do
1: not. Yes. Water will find it. Absolutely. Uh, It's it's just like uh, on a computer. It's not when the hard drive fails. Mm -hmm. It's if. It's not when your water leaks. It's you know it's not if your water leaks. It's It's when. when, Yeah. Yeah. When I was a kid, I
3: made the mistake of storing a bunch of uh, sports cards on the uh, on the uh, my my bedroom was in the basement, and I made the mistake of storing a bunch of sports cards on the uh, on the floor in a box. Mm, that's yeah. what you get for collecting sports not. cards. <laughs> in, in my defense, I was like 12. Yeah, I know. Also, I mean, you
1: know, the flip side of that, not only don't store them in the basement, don't store them in the attic.
3: Absolutely. Yeah, yeah
1: I yeah, found yeah, that don't, out the hard Don't, way. don't put them in a the box thinking that, oh, I'm just going to put them in the attic and they'll be safe. No, they won't. Well, because I
2: mean, the heat and the humidity will. The heat will make yeah. them. De- now, this I can speak on. The heat will make those suckers deteriorate to yeah. where um, – it, it's like it's it's like it's brittle. Yeah, mm-hmm. like basically you pick you put you pick bleh, pick them up and they fall literally fall apart. Because <laughs> I had to because I had to do that when we cleaned after Dad passed. We cleaned out the attic because we had um had some issues with some rodents getting upstairs, so we got rid of them. And my mother said, "I want every damn thing out of that attic." So we got I've got was we'll getting my books down, and I had from like back in when I was collecting when I was in the service the boxes had de- de- literally deteriorated to where if I if another year they would have disintegrated right
1: yeah I, yeah. I uh, so keep the key thing is when you're storing your comics in boxes, just work on the assumption that you're going to want to look at them at some point and store them in the climate-controlled room right. where you watch TV or, you know, if you have to, get a comic cave, man cave, woman cave, hobby cave, whatever. That's the plan when I buy they my house. They need to stay in a, an actual climate-controlled room.
2: Right, because I'm going to give my, my plan is when I buy the house, I'm going to have that work, that all my comics, DVDs, and everything is going to be in that area of the house where I'm going to be working. My wife can do whatever she want with the rest of the house. And so that way, there's no argument.
1: In fact, case in point, the highest graded comic of Action Comics number one, that 9.6 or 8 that CGC had, came out of a high altitude, low yes. temperature, low climate mm-hmm. chest where it was locked up and kept out of the heat, out of the moisture, right. out of the sunlight. Well, and I
4: think that that's, climate control is probably the number one issue when it comes to collect, you know collecting comic books for any length of time. Right. You know, if you have, if your AC goes out for like two two or three days, that could have a serious effect on the damage to your comic books, you know? Right. And so, I mean, even even in uh, situations of high altitudes uh, <clears throat> situations, that's even better. So, I mean, if you're a serious collector, I guess, you know, move up into the Rockies or something like that. Right. So, I mean... Um, uh, climate control is incredibly important. Additionally, you don't want it too cold where, like, moisture starts getting into, mm-hmm. you know, into the comic book. So, I mean, it's a very fine line when it comes. T- and I think that climate control is probably the number
1: that one. That is the key. Yeah. yeah.
2: That's why Chuck Wozanski well, does so well. When you can buy stuff from MyComicShop.com or from Mile High Comics, that's why they look so good.
1: Well, case in point, just look at the, the National Archives and the Library of Congress is right. temperature controlled. There's a certain level of lighting as, you know, because science has proven year, year in, year out, decades, you need this temperature, you need this level of lighting if you don't want paper to deteriorate. I am convinced whoever bought that Action Comics number one and stripped it in that trunk was a time traveler. <laughs> I mean, it's a 9.6, right? That's incredible. Have you, have you yeah, seen the yeah, video I mean, when as they're inspecting well. that thing? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I'm not going to lie, I had to put a bucket on the floor. I peed that many times. No. <laughs> Another
2: thing not to do with your comics that I've seen a lot of comic book shops do don't take your comics, stick them, put them in a plastic bag, stick them on the wall where they're in direct sunlight. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was going
0: to say that. It takes 47 days. Yeah. to deteriorate a piece of paper, to fade it.
1: Oh, you've tested this. <laughs>
0: well, so my background is in conservation of artwork. Ah. It takes 47 days. I well, know that for a fact.
2: And, and like, there was a shop that I used to go to. They had them up on the wall. And where it was, the sunlight would come. I rain. know exactly and what then, you're
1: talking about. Right there on Princess Anne Street yeah. in that little hotel, oh, she oh. had them in bags on the door as you walked in. <laughs> yeah. And every time you walked in there, you were like, take them off the door.
2: I mean, <laughs> I mean there was some... See, you're a little too young. Eddie Murphy, they had a stand-up where he talked about his mother used to throw a shoe at him when he was little. Because when you wouldn't act right, Randy can attest to this. You wanted to throw something at the proprietors of this store every right. time you wanted it. I didn't
1: so much mind the new books on the door because those got right. swapped out every couple of weeks. Right. It was the, the silver and the successful yeah, that she put in the window to show up. Yeah. Look what oh. I got well, in. Good stuff. Yeah.
0: No. Oh, yeah.
1: yeah. 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 She, she wanted to show off what she had on What's, sale that she'd just gotten in, so she put in a plastic bag, like and it wasn't closed either, it was open at the time. No. <laughs> let's put it this way. She would not have had the respect
2: for the books that you and Reverend Ed have showed us like y'all do. Right.
0: Absolutely. Not so,
1: at all. While we're talking about comics care, so what do we want to go next? Do we want to go encapsulation, or do we want to talk... Oh. Pressing and cleaning. Or the importance of having OCD when it comes to being a collector.
0: That. <laughs> um, right? Yeah, I mean. <laughs> hey, man, OCD? don't
1: undersell OCD. Hey, man, thanks. I be have, honest,
4: we all have OCD tendencies or well, else we wouldn't well, be doing this who podcast.
1: Don't? Yeah. Well, who don't? I had CDO. <laughs> CDO? It's like OCD, but the letters are not for medical rock as supposed to be. It sounds there like dyslexic. I've been <laughs> in a lot OCD. of
0: comics, yes. like a lot of comic stores. I... We keep ours very organized for a reason, because I am incredibly OCD when it keeps to keeping well, things organized. Well, you know, and here's
1: the thing. You guys actually do one thing that I remember that you should not do as a collector. Um, now, I know you guys do it because of space limitations, and you, and you have to, but don't take a pile of 40, 50 comics and just set them in a pile oh, together, sad, yeah. Yeah. because what ends up happening, the guys on the bottom are fine. The guys on the top start curling yeah. like this. And let mm-hmm. me tell you what, you may think that curling's not a big deal, but when you take that off the top of the stack after a good four or five months, it now has this permanent curl. Yep. And I don't care. You can flip it over and put it at the bottom of the stack and come back three months later and it's going to curl right back up. Yep. So. Paper has memory. It really does. You can't
0: change it.
1: So. You did this to me. <laughs> so let's go encapsulation. Okay. So for you guys who don't know... I'm going to use Olivia's. This is encapsulation. It's when the book gets graded and sealed into a hard plastic case. Use the comic can. And, f- and now it is forever. This is a 9.8. It is now forever and ever and ever a 9.8. Because, forever. trust forever me, ever. oh, there's well, nothing well, getting in there.
0: <laughs> Except, and I've seen this a lot too um, if you regret that you got something graded, don't try to crack it open yourself. Don't just bang the corner of this on a table.
1: Don't um, demonstrate on my comic.
0: Yeah, well, okay, I wasn't going to hit the table anyway. But uh, you're going to hurt your book. Yeah. Right. You're talking about damaging corners. You are absolutely going to hurt your
4: book if you do has, that.
3: Has anyone
4: tried to do that? Yes. Oh, yes. Oh, my there God, are,
3: there are people
1: who will beat the living hell to get the book out of it.
3: Oh, I have never cracked any of my cases, so I've... I, have no desire. I, I have
1: been at shows where someone took a book they wanted to get signed and took a, a nine book, cracked open the case to the point that it now became a seven. Yeah. but they're getting Ooh. it signed. Um and then re-regraded. And you're thinking, mm. dude, I'd have gone just to bought another book and, and, and had it signed and graded there at the show.
0: Absolutely. Or I mean I see a lot of people who want to do the same thing. They want to get signed. Well, they'll take a picture of them with, with whoever and they're holding the book and they'll sign the photograph. That right. works too.
1: Right. Don't, well, don't except I it. didn't do that, but so there is a way <laughs> oh, to open yeah. these um, later on, right? If you want to get back into it.
0: Yeah, there, there is a right way and a wrong way to do it. Don't bang it. Yeah, um,
1: at least look on YouTube
4: or Google something before you start banging your comic book against something. I mean, no I would say ever. either <laughs> way, it's scary. The,
0: the right
3: I, way is that the company who graded yeah, it Yeah, I mean, um,
0: that's my, my suggestion. Everyone's going to bang your
3: comic book, though, man. That, that doesn't make sense to me. You pay all this money to get it encapsulated, the money to get it encapsulated, and you're going to bang the it.
1: Sa- they're the same guys at a comic show that have a stack of 1970 comics, 50 or 60 of them in their hands with the one yeah. finger in between them as they're clutching yeah. them like, this as we're still looking here's a good example
0: here's a good example some people believe that different companies and we can probably touch on this grade things differently so oh absolutely you get oh yeah things, they do yeah well okay yes absolutely so you get something and you think it's a 9-0 well it comes back a 6-5 you're going to crack that open and send it to the different right. company and try to get a 9-0
1: and while we're at it so the three big companies is a certified guarantee company forever known as cgc Um, The second big one is um, comic book certification services, hereafter known as CBCS, and then the upstarts PGX. I don't talk a whole lot about PGX because, let's be honest, the two big fish in the ocean are CGC and CBCS.
3: Well, Well, and another name for PGX is do not ever under any circumstances ever, ever,
1: ever, ever use. Yes. (laughs)
3: Yes.
1: <laughs> really? So, you guys obviously <laughs> that, heard some horror stories that I've had. That, yes,
0: I've seen some horror stories. So,
1: here's PGX the thing PGX about- has,
3: has a reputation of not grading properly. Yes. Gre- okay, over, overgrading, K- telling you something's like a six, which is actually like a two.
1: Mm-hmm. Wow.
3: Okay. So, here's yeah, the yeah, thing
1: about don't, CGC. Don't mess with PGX. Do not mess with PGX. Uh, so, CGC has two things that I did not know about. The first one is when you send them your book to grade, It goes through three graders who each one of them make their own notes on a grade, but none of them see their own each other's notes. Mm -hmm. And then it goes to a lead grader after that who looks at, who does his own grading, looks at all their grades and then gives it an average out of the three against hers. And I'm like, ugh. So in other words, it really doesn't matter what these three other people said. He's still going to give it what he wants type of thing. The other one, now this one I do like, and I did not know they did this. They also insert a a micro chamber paper between each one of the pages mm-hmm. to absorb acid yes. awesome so i did not know that
4: that's worthwhile
1: um now there's some argument that you should have it recase and have them <laughs> replace or take that paper out but my whole feeling is once it's encapsulated and it's free of the elements it doesn't matter if you can replace that paper or not right i, I thought that they i thought that they said you don't, you don't have to do that anymore uh, it might be. Uh, well, at one point in time
3: they were me- I think they recommended doing it like every like 7 or 8 years, but I don't think they're they say you have
1: to do that anymore. Right. I well, mean, it it might be.
0: Sorry. Honestly, if you care about your comic, you're going to believe what you're going to believe. Um, if it takes just an extra sending it like one more trip to CGC, it might be worth it. In my opinion, and again, i you know have a background in conservation and stuff. Once it's in there, it's in there right. pretty well. There's no air in there. As long as you're not keeping it in direct sunlight in a window, you should be pretty fine. Right. Don't bang it. Well, I'm going to do that. <laughs> I'm going to
1: go outside <laughs> for exactly 47 days, and I'm just going to hold it. Uh, no, no, don't do that. <laughs> I'm going to have nightmares. Yeah. To too.
0: But uh, I used to have a before and after of that.
4: Oh yeah, I've seen. Yeah. Oh. So
0: gotcha. I here's saw a,
2: someone mess up a green hornet TV tie-in like that. They oh, ha- yeah. Kills me. They had it was the third one. They had it on the wall and it was faded like my hair did from the top of my head was gone. <laughs> That's a visual. Yeah. Now I w- see there you go. <laughs> so here's the thing about
1: CGC. They are a little more pricey. Um uh, I think anything before nineteen seventy five uh is like sixty dollars a book. Mm-hmm. Um so you you are paying for a service. Now the modern age books um from like 9 maybe 1976 77 up they're not that expensive. It's like 18 20 dollars a book. They may have gone up. I think it might be 45 now. I'm not sure. Um, yes. I haven't done it in a while. Yeah. I, I have to look, look at the, the
0: prices. I'm not
5: 100
1: <laughs> Yeah, the the, le- the last book I had graded was um oh that right there. Patsy Walker. (laughs) Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. But here is the thing. Uh, They are the preferred company. They Mm -hmm. fetch a higher price at a show. um, All because of name, really. And because they were the first guys doing it. Right. Okay. Um, But now you may notice, and I'm going to hold them up here for comparison... Uh, Olivia's All Star sure Batman kind of number one is a nine point eight, and it has a blue label, and it has a new blue Universal label with the character sketch on it. Uh, what do they do? When did they start doing this?
0: This came in a week ago. Uh, it was um, they sent them to the dealers from the new distributors for DC. It was kind of like a thank you for sticking with us. Okay, <laughs> I yeah. guess.
1: Oh wow! So it was like thank you for kissing our ass. Now we'll kiss yours. Um, <laughs>
0: you're stuck with us, whether you like it or not. Right,
1: and I and my Hulk. One, or 340, 8.0 has a green certified label. Use the comic can. Now, I'm going, I can't fit both of them on the comic can. Just one at a time. Um, so I'm going to, actually I can do this. So I'm going to explain what's going on with the labels here. So, I have to scroll down. The universal label, um, such as the Batman number one here, the 9.8, means it's off the shelf, this is how it was. Somebody, in this case, somebody bought this bad boy, Stuck it in a bag on board, put it in a box, and then didn't touch it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because really, that's, that's how it happens. Uh, a lot of the dealer incentives you see where they sell the 9.8 guaranteed, that's usually, and I always had this vision of somebody sending it to printing press as they come off <laughs> and just shoving them in a bag, Effectively. right? Effectively. <laughs> um, then they also had the signature, sab- uh, signature series, which is a yellow label. Um, and that's basically just what it sounds like. Somebody signed it. CGC was there. They witnessed it. They walked a person, signed it. They, they watched you walk it over to their table and put it down in front of them say, grade this, and they verified that Okay, yes, Peter, David, Marvel, and whoever signed it, we were there, ta-da. All right? The qualified, the green label, which is what I have here on this Hulk 340. Um, so the qualified is several different things, actually. In my case, it's a matter of Peter David signed this Incredible Hulk, but CGC was not there to see it. Mm-hmm. So I can't prove that he signed it. For all they know, even though I had a picture of him signing this Hulk at his table, they weren't there to actually witness that he right. signed it. For all they know, some guy wrote Peter David on it, and I sent it in and got it graded. But I did not know this. The qualified label for CGC, and this is actually kind of a, um, a disagreement of mine. You know you can still get a qualified green label at a 9.8, 9.9, what have you, and it could be missing the Marvel value stamp?
3: Yep. Yep. It
1: could be missing think, the mar- You know, something? not you, long you long talk about that before
2: the when, when
1: right around that time the Patsy Walker deal, you, we were talking about that. Okay, right. But it could be missing a page. It can actually have a huge tear in the cover as right. long as it doesn't affect the story and the story is complete. Right. Um, If everything else about it is really pristine and nice, you can still get a 9.8, With the page or the Marvel value stamp. missing, I don't get that. That is not a qualified to me. And it sure as hell is not. Qualified, sure. 9.8? No.
2: Wow. Oh, no.
1: So, uh, now they also have, and I don't get this, and CBCS does the exact same thing. They have what's called a conserved label and a restored label. The conserved label is blue and purple. And this is where it gets really hinky. The conserved means that steps were taken on the book to prevent any further damage to it. Okay? Mm -hmm. Um, but that could be as simple as replacing the staples in the spine. Okay. To me, that's restored. If you have replaced yeah, the staple it. that is restored, Yeah. but restored, so the, act- are rusty. the restored actually gets, um, what is it? A green label? Purple. Or a, a yellow. Yellow. Well, they have a restored. green and yellow restored it's sign. Purple. What, Tommy? Purple? purple. Purple. Is it purple? It's purple. Okay well they're conserved but anyway so there's a they split hairs on what's conserved and restored restored obviously is if major work had to be done like you
3: like color like, touches like, things you, like
1: that. or you actually come, fill in a a, a blotch on the cover that's missing right which i've seen them do that i don't know how you do that um but i think that's really a fine line Okay, yeah, you took some steps to keep the book from getting further damage, but you're effectively restoring the damage on the book.
2: That would be an interesting thing to watch.
1: Well, they're not the only ones who do it. Right. So here's the problem. Um, CBCS does the exact same thing. Now, we were talking about CDC. Uh, they are the leaders. Uh, the, the other drawback is you have to have a membership with them on your website in order uh, to send stuff in. Or in some cases, you might have a dealer where you can take it and they'll send it in for you on your behalf because they have an account. Right. But if, if I remember correctly, you guys don't do that anymore.
0: We do. We started doing it again. We send okay. at CGC every Friday.
1: Shame,
2: okay. Shameless plug from Olivia.
0: Shameless plug. Go well, gateway. The,
1: the, reason, the reason I say that is because when I took my Patsy Walker in to get it graded, and I'm not throwing this in your face, Tommy. This is actually the case. Ed told me... I don't really send them in anymore, but I know you need to get this graded, so I'll send it in. We Um,
0: started to do it again. Um, We will also send them to get them cleaned and pressed. That's a different company.
1: Right. Um, But also, and and this is what a lot of us do. I know Tommy does this every year at AwesomeCon. A lot of the bigger cons, CGC will have a presence there where mm -hmm. you can send off as many books as you want to get graded, and they don't charge you a membership. Um, You have to fill out some paperwork, what have you, which is a small price to pay because you're avoiding the whole membership fee. Um, the other drawback is there are notes as to why this has a 9.8. There are notes as to why this has an 8.0. Mm-hmm. You don't get to see them. Yep. You have to pay the membership to get the notes on them. They don't put them on the label. So oh. you can have two books. You can have one that's a 9.8 and one that's a 6.0, and they look identical, but you don't know why one graded lower. You have to pay the membership to find out what the grading notes are. It could be something on the inside of it um, for all you know. Um, which leads us to our friends over at CBCS, and if I remember correctly, I think I think Ed even told me this. Wasn't CB CBCS started by the founders or yes. someone on CGC who didn't like the practices and said, "You know what? We're going to do this better." Yes,
3: yeah, yeah, absolutely. The founders
1: started CBCS. Yes. So here's the two things that I do like about them. Number one is they have total transparency with the customer base. And a case in point, when they first started. They discovered that the plastic they were using in their cases was faulty. Mm -hmm. Um, And they outright told the customer, hey, our bad, we're getting crap plastic. The cases aren't holding up the way they should. We're going to change the plastics we're using, but that means your books are going to be delayed. Mm. Everybody was like, I will take take a delay if you're fixing the plastic problem. The other one, too, is those exact same greater notes I was mentioning at CGC are free to everybody from CBCS. So you can have an app on your phone, be at a convention, see a book on the wall, and say, oh, what was the deal? And look at it, Mm -hmm. and then tell you what the greater notes are. Uh, We're actually running over, so this is how good we're doing. (laughs) Um, So real quickly, they have the same type of labels. They have the certified, which is equivalent to their universal grade at CGC. They also have a restored label. They also have the conserved label, and it's the same type of scenario. Conserved means there was steps taken to keep the book from further degradation Whereas restored is we actually repaired the thing. Um, just give them all the same label as far as I'm concerned. Um, the, yeah. Oh, sorry. I was going to say they also have the
3: label for signatures. The what? Where they where they confirm a signature that they don't see
1: someone sign. And I was just about to say they do have a signature verification service with CSA mm-hmm. um, where they will take, for instance, my Hulk 340 here. The reason it's quantified is there was no CGC at the time, Um, so there was no one there to verify it. If I want to, and I have been thinking about this, I could send this to CBS or CBCS and say, I was there, Peter Davis signed this, I want you to grade it and give me a signified. They have a signature verification. They have the signatures on file. And handwriting specialists who can look at it and go, yes, that is Peter Davis' signature, make it a, a, an actual authenticated signature. And I might get a higher than an 8 from them. So Because their grading standards are a little bit different, too. Because mm-hmm. uh, I think CBCS even said that one of the reasons they split off was they felt there was too much disparity in CGC's grading. From what I've heard, they
3: tend to grade harder than what CGC does.
1: Yes, I've heard this, too.
3: I don't know if that's one hundred percent true or not, but 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 that's what I've heard is the grading scale than what CGP is.
1: And then obviously PGX, which we haven't talked about. I thought there was something I wanted to say about CVCS. I just I can't. Don't use PGX. Can't think of right now. Don't use PGX. Right. Um, Real quickly, cleaning and pressing. I don't know a lot about this. Uh, what did this come into uh, favor? It's only been in the last few years, right?
0: Yeah, I mean it's. It's getting more popular. Um, The biggest thing is if you have a book and it has, like, rippling on the cover, um, not severe water damage by any means, but just rippling or something like that, you can get that pressed out. Any, like, minor, if you have your paper folded or anything like that, that'll help. Um, It's definitely worth it. I mean, it's pretty inexpensive, especially compared to CGC, if you care about the book. Um, So it's, it's something to look into. Again, it depends on the book.
1: Well, the thing that always kind of freaks me out, the way they press it is the machine actually uses moisture to press. And I just get jittery when you talk about water and comics in the yeah. same sentence. So you'll love this. When I was a kid, the way we pressed out a wrinkle in a comic is I stuck that between a thick Underbridge Dictionary and I, a piled, like I seven bo- piled seven books on top yeah. of it. And I forgot about it for four months. Yeah. <laughs> and that's how we did it. So you yep. use the dictionary. Huh? huh? No. <laughs> Never needed a dictionary. Oh, mm-hmm. I needed a dictionary. It's just my mom had several of them around the house because she was a big reader and a big Scrabble player. So there was dictionaries all over the house. Oh, wow. There you go. Um, so that's about it for um, care and feeding the comics. Um, so... If you guys have any questions, please go ahead, email us at uh, face, uh, lost in the long Box at gmail.com. We will answer any more questions. You can actually ask on Gateway Comics and Toys' uh, Facebook page. I'm sure Olivia will be happy to answer any questions about, hey, I have this comic. Should I grade it? Should I encapsulate it? What have you.
5: Absolutely.
1: Uh, just remind everybody, Mad Men does Shock Monkey Radio every Thursday night from 6 to 7 p.m. thought I was going to forget, didn't you?
5: No. Uh.
1: <laughs> we also have Facebook.com at Lost in the Long Box, and we also have Patreon.com slash FXBG Public Radio. Um, That supports all the shows here. And don't forget, we also have our uh, sister groups on Facebook, Batman, Yesterday, Today, and Forever, Realm of Superheroes, Comics, and Pop Culture, and Gather Together, the Greatest Superhero Teams. And if I'd like to add, Randy, we got some couple of
2: shout-outs on our program. Steph Parker, my friend, thank you. He said he's been listening to us and he said the shows get better and better every week and got made a new friend on one of the Prince group pages, Anique, du- Anique Dupity. Hopefully she started listening to awesome. us tonight. So, what they wanted to say, but Seth wanted to give us a shout out and say he loves what we're doing.
1: Thank you very much. Uh, be sure to watch the videos, guys. Like I said, tonight there was a lot of show and tell on here, a lot of stuff you're going to want to see. Yeah, it, we kind of crashed in the middle of that. Yeah, uh, I gotcha. came back up, but
4: uh, we got a little bit of. Uh, and, and
1: even of if you haven't been watching, go back and watch the previous episodes because I got to tell you, the show and tell are phenomenal. Um, Olivia's killed all of us <laughs> last Olivia, week. Collection. Olivia has been beating us. <laughs>
2: So Um uh for the past couple of weeks and I have and from what I saw on Saturday, she's gonna be beating us for the next six to eight months. Right. I so,
0: mean it's just gonna never end. Uh, uh, oh my god. She's over talking smack. now Oh my god. I have endless comic book resources. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. Until next week. Have a good have a good week, everybody. See you next week. Have a See good ya. night, folks. Good night, everyone.